I wonder if the Dungeon Master still lives down there. Oh my god, please. I hope not. <laughs> what if he totally changed? What if the Dungeon Master, like, completely just, like, did a 180? Like, he's like a professional businessman, and he's like, yeah, I vaguely remember those I'm going to hate myself for this <laughs> reference, but maybe he's a Christian Grey type. Yeah, he's all super charismatic. Yeah. He's D&D, he's, at least, he's into some of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, walks up, he's all, like, confident and, like, you know, the... Complete 180 from... <laughs> oh, my God. No, he was... Oh, he was... He was the he was the guy in our, in our film class that gives not only people who are in film class, but geeks in general a bad name. Like, he is oh, that... Oh, no! He's that guy, and there was no... There's no helping him. There's no... I'm working so hard to combat Maybe... That. Yeah, maybe... Maybe we... Like, maybe if we could help him dress a little better or talk to... No, it just... There was no helping this guy, and it was just... And it didn't help that his writing was horrible because he left some of his writing on a table one time. Oh, Eugene. And oh. Cyrus found it. Sigh. And proceeded to do a uh, dramatic, reading. dramatic reading of God it. God damn it, Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with the writing was every other word was about the power. Mm-hmm. And it was just this over and over, and you're just like, this is one of the worst horribly written things I've ever seen. Sai oh. per- performing it actually made it a little bit better, but well, it didn't I can help. imagine Sai's a little bit of a drama queen. Like, he's on inside. <laughs> wow. Is that true? The theater! The theater! <laughs> I know not of what you speak! <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you vile woman. Back to <laughs> You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show. A place for all things geeky. Welcome back to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 29. I am your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Our opening question is, when it comes to shopping, do you prefer doing it online or in person, Cyrus Martin? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, do I prefer? I, I really enjoy going to a store where I can look at stuff. Um, cause I just like to look at stuff and I like the idea of being able to buy it right then and grab it and go. Um, yeah. but I have to admit recently I've done a lot of online shopping, um, various different places and it's not bad either now. I mean, the shipping has gotten super fast. Um, it's a lot better than it used to be. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to say I prefer to go into a store. But, okay, but yeah, the online is getting a lot better. That's fair enough, Lainey. Where do you fall down on this? You know, I think it depends on on if I'm alone or not. I I really like to online shop. It gets me in trouble because mm-hmm. I get on Amazon and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yes. So, but I like to if I'm shopping with someone, I actually really like to go to a store. Because it's kind of fun, like especially if I go with like one of my friends, it's kind of fun to be like, oh, what do you think about this? Da da da. da. If I'm like record shopping mm-hmm. or something, that's really fun to do with a friend. So, and that's like a whole ordeal because you stand in there for three hours, like flipping through records. That's super fun. So it kind of depends on what it is, but I think I kind of prefer doing it in person. Interesting. Okay. To be honest, I don't really go shop anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, where do you? Wh- What's your opinion on this? Um, I don't really like shopping in general. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm always wary when I have to shop online, and I only do it if it's, like, absolutely 
completely necessary. And I'm always wary when you start punching in the credit card number. Like, I don't like it. I feel like I'm going to get burned or something. Um, so I don't enjoy it. I And when I do have to go shopping, I'd rather just be there and I can touch it and it's tangible. And I can, if it's clothes shopping, I can try it on, make sure it fits. Um, so, yeah, I'd rather just, if I have to, I'd rather just go. Okay. Ray, where do you come down on this? Uh, I'm also of the preference of being in person uh, more because um, we have to be very cognizant of where we buy online. If it's coming from the States, we need to – it it crosses that border. Oh, yeah. It dinged hard on that. That makes sense. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Canada. That makes sense. Um. To me, it depends on what the items are. If it's clothes, if it's food, if it's whatever, you know, just normal stuff, yes, absolutely, let me order it online, let it show up. I would, like, if I could order everything online, I would. Except for when I, and I don't really consider this shopping, I consider this more so browsing. If I'm, like, I've got a little bit of time, I just want to, like, look at, uh, for board games or, you know, say for, um, um, you know, action figures or something like that. It is cool to actually go to a store and actually see it there and be able to kind of look around. So, like, you know, I, I guess it also depends on the type of shop. Like I said, you know, Walmart or something like that, whatever. Just, But, like, um, I, I will say I did enjoy um, taking my boys to Toys R Us because they had some money left over from their birthday and walking around and just seeing all the toys. That was fun. Um, so, for me, it depends on what it is I'm shopping for. If it's stuff that I need... I'd much rather just order it and have it show up at the house. If it's stuff that like I'm interested in, uh, yeah, going to the store is actually is not bad. So, but yeah, I've got, I mean I've got a like thirty some odd list deep of board games on Amazon just waiting to have the trigger pulled on them eventually. So that's true. Can I add to that? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, you just made me think of this. I kind of I like that because it's kind of true. It's like if I if I really like actually want to go and look at something like it's something I'm just really interested in. I kind of do the same thing because I was thinking about it when I was in Florida and I would like go with my friends on like our off days down to like downtown Disney or Disney Springs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's really fun to like, one, we used to do that all the time. We'd go and get like coffee or something and just walk through the stores and like browse right. and window shop like in the Marvel store and right. like at the Star Wars like launch bay, all that kind of cool stuff. So yeah, I agree. I like that. That's Yeah, so like if if comic book store, Barnes and Noble, someplace like that, I, you know, no problem going through. Walmart, I'll just order it and show up. You can throw it in my car. Yes. All right. Um, which kind of plays into our top, our main topic for tonight. Um, line setting. Uh, normally you wouldn't think this is probably going to be a very good topic, but most of us probably have some pretty interesting stories when it comes to waiting in lines for things. Mm-hmm. And um, I made sure to say you, this counts for anything. This could be waiting for movie tickets. This could be uh, for waiting for concert tickets or even to get into a concert or whatever. This can also be for like waiting in, I'm sure probably Cyanide's case mostly, waiting for new game consoles to come out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to share some of our favorite stories or at least odd stories, however you wanna, whatever stories they are about uh, are some of our, our biggest memories about uh, sitting in lines waiting for something, whether it be, you know, Tickets or something you're gonna bring home or whatever. So, uh, would anyone like to go first? Yeah, All sure. Right. All right, cool. I haven't stepped up before, so hey. <laughs> Raise on. I was wait. I was just like, all right, lady's gonna say it. In I usually do, but I was like, two, and then Ray someone. spoke up. I'm like, sweet, Ray. All right. 
some of the R's are going to overlap. <laughs> yes, there there is a major disclaimer uh, for the length of time that Chris and I have been together. There will be some overlap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's well, that's perfectly fair. cool. Yeah. So uh, my first one, I'm I'm going to pick uh, Eddie Bauer. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, you may or may not know who he is. Uh, he was a goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs the last time that they won the Cup, which was in 1967. Uh, I literally a... was thinking of the clothing store. I was too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This I'm is sorry. This is the goaltender. Uh... <laughs> okay. So anyway, we uh, we I overheard on on the radio that he was coming to a town near us, and uh, this man is known to go everywhere and anywhere and just sign. Uh, his autograph. Yeah, he's he's into his 80s, very uh, close to his 90s, I think now, because um, he yeah he was in his 40s when they won the cup. So anyway, uh, it it was really cool. We uh, we showed up, and I brought my I'm a goaltender uh, as well for hockey, so I brought one of my older uh, helmets, and uh, and it was cool because you know we're standing in line and. Next thing you know, he sees that I'm bringing a, a helmet out, and he's like, "Hey, it's a fellow goaltender." And so we're, you know, he's signing it up. And it nice. Was, That's so I cool. I was a little kid. It was a I turned into a little kid, and uh, and my father-in-law was with me, and he turned into a little kid because he wasn't going to stand in line. And then he realized who it was, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." And so it was really really cool. My dad's really shy, so he doesn't like. Uh, being around people and so for him to and he is a giant sports nerd so for him to see Eddie Bauer uh, this hockey hero that he grew up watching both of them were like little children meeting that's awesome that's so cute because Eddie Bauer it was uh, he played hockey before there was actually face and head equipment for goalies oh yeah no he didn't have a helmet his face up and there are scars everywhere. It's lucky the man's not drooling because you got hit a lot in the no head. Shit. His, yeah. his face looks like a roadmap yes, with the amount of scars. Yeah. Wow. He's the nicest man. He was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my start. That's awesome. That's yeah. Really cool. Although I will be honest, when you said Eddie Bauer, I was immediately thinking I was like, is this some kind of a weird Canadian thing where they're like it's like, <laughs> like a super or something? Like here know, it's like, like whatever. Is and, he like but We're waiting much for a great outdoorsman, and I just didn't know it. The spring sampling is just amazing to go see. I had to go see the fall line. I just couldn't. <laughs> right, we're going to close the show because Ray's already won everything. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, do you want to get and jump in with your first story? Sure. Um, so oh, three years ago, I guess, Ray and I went to our first fan expo in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we went without the kids. And even better. Even better. <laughs> no, it's fun to bring. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were looking at what we were, like, who we were going to meet, who was there, and we're like, okay, well, we have to meet Stanley. And we're going to get two pictures with them because we can. So we did. <laughs> Anyways, the line was enormous. We wound up standing behind this guy. Who, this is what he does. He just meets all these celebrities at these different expos, and he has all these good stories. He talks about how he met Carrie Fisher. This guy's really tall. I think what was he like six six? Six 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 seven easy. Yeah. So Carrie Fisher's short. Yeah. Anyways, they're just standing there waiting for the photographer to take a picture. And as soon as he takes a picture, Carrie Fisher literally wraps her leg and her arm around this dude 
jumps up on him and, and like it, is is just all over him. And the look, and he showed us the picture, and the look on his face, he's scared. <laughs> Aww. Harry Fisher just basically left onto him, and he didn't That's know. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but when we met him, we were just herded like cattle, basically. And there's Stanley, and he is so small. Felt really bad for me. He's sitting very, on a stool. Yeah, and very tan. Um, and really? He's, yeah, yeah. He's got, he looks nice. Picture reminds me of my granddad. And he didn't say anything. We It, it was so cute. We weren't allowed. Well, not really, because his people were shuffling everybody along. And um, so we stood behind him. Ray was like, hello, Mr. Lee. Nice to meet you, Mr. Lee. It's an honor. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was adorable. And we took two pictures with him. And it was, even though we didn't talk to him, just to stand there with him, we did do the Spider-Man Yeah, so, so nice. The, That's awesome. So the, the first picture is just us uh, standing there with a yeah. smile, and he's got a bit of a smirk on his face. Then the second picture, we both threw out the Spider-Man finger, you know, hand. We had planned that before. Yeah, which, yeah, which we did. <laughs> so we threw them out, and he kind of looks at my hand, and he looks over at Chris's, and doesn't he look up at the camera, and, and he does it too? And then when we get out there, he's got a great big smile. Oh, nice. that's so cool. So that was worth the, what, like 150, 150 bucks, bucks we spent on that? Doesn't like, matter, it was awesome. And like the 45 minutes, whatever, we waited in line, but it was worth it. To me, and we're going to awesome. take kids this year in September okay. to go to meet Stanley. I want to go. That's awesome. Oh, see, I, I I went historically on my list, like the earliest thing I remembered first. Um, yes, I, I, so I guess I can just jump in. My earliest memory of waiting for something, and it's kind of two things actually at once. Um, Super Mario Brothers three was coming out, and I was a huge fan of Nintendo. I loved, you know, the other games. I heard, oh, my God, Super Mario Bros. 3's coming out. And, you know, found out when it was coming out or whatever. So um, uh, that morning, we, you know, we found out the date or whatever. That morning we drove to the mall because that's pretty much that we didn't have a toy store or any of the kind of toy stores. That's where you went to go buy video games was at, at uh, you know, at the mall at the toy store. And we, we get in there, and it's at uh, KB Toys. And um, we get in there, and the guy's like, no, the, the, the shipment hasn't come yet. Uh, it probably won't be here till noon or so. I'm like, okay. So I'm asking my mom, I'm like, do we do we go home or come back? She's like, no, I don't want to actually go and and it it show up or whatever. I'm like, okay. So like, you know, we just kind of go out and do different things in the mall. And about every hour, we come back and say, hey, is it showed up? He's like, no, it's still in here yet. It's still in here yet. Well, we end up eating lunch, and then one o'clock rolls around, and then it's two, and then it's three, and we keep checking in, and the guy's like, yeah, they're running really late today. I am so sorry about this. And it's like at three o'clock. We've been there since like ten in the morning, so it you know we've already been there like five hours. And I looked at my mom and I said, "Mom, I, I thank you for waiting, but if you if, if you want to go, I under I, mean, I couldn't even finish." She's like, "No, no, we're waiting for this game. We've been here this long. We're getting this game." And I'm like, "It's happening." <laughs> so anyway, we kept waiting, and it was late afternoon. I don't remember exactly what time it was. Sure enough, here comes UPS. So, you know, like, literally we, we see the guy walking through the mall, and, like, we're tailing him. I'm sure he's like, what the fuck are you people doing? <laughs> um, so we get in there, and, you know, of course the guy's, like, helping another customer or whatever. As soon as he finishes with that, he takes open the box, cuts it open and opens it or whatever, and pulls out. There are only three copies of the game. Oh, man. He immediately puts one back for himself, hands one to us, and there was one other person standing there, and he was like, he was like, can I get the other copy? He was like, sure. And that was it. Uh, and I was just like, oh, my God. Damn. So anyway, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so like that was like one of my first memories. And then my second memory is waiting in line for um, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, we were standing outside the movie theater, and it was my mom, it was um, uh, my brother, myself, and Lewis. And I want to say it was the same weekend. I think it was the same weekend. It may have been a weekend off. Uh, I'd have to actually go back and look at the, the dates. But, um, yeah, I remember specifically standing outside waiting for this movie that, you know, as kids we just couldn't wait to see. We couldn't believe there was Ninja Turtles on the big screen. And um, I guess that was, like, the first time I was really, really excited, like, pumped to go see a movie or whatever. And I remember we were just telling Lewis, like, you wouldn't believe all the stuff you can do in Super Mario Bros. 3. It's great. You can get, like, a shoe, and you're a raccoon, and you can fly. And he's like, this is crazy. This can't, you know, it was, that was, like, one of the best weekends of my life was going to see the movie with Lou and then going home and playing Super Mario Bros. 3. So, that's awesome. Um, but, you know, between those two lines, like, that's, like, that that was, like, a big thing to me. And, like I said, I remember it to this day. It was so awesome. So That's wicked. Uh, Cyrus, you want to go next? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Okay, so I probably want to. I'm just going to start off with the Phantom Menace, Star Wars Episode One. Line. Okay. Uh, me, my brother, and my cousin. This is '99, obviously. You had to wait in line at the theater back then to buy tickets ahead of time. Right, you had to wait in line just to get the tickets, not yeah. even just to get in the theater, just to get the damn tickets. Right, and they started selling the tickets a week ahead of time. So we went to the theater and waited in line all day um, outside, you know, in 90-something degree, you know, weather, um, just to buy tickets. All, you know, and there was probably two or 300 people all there all talking about Star Wars, all getting themselves excited about it, you know, because this was, you know, first Star Wars in 20 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was really, really fascinating, um, you know, waiting in that line to buy the tickets. And so we go back the next week, see the same people again. <laughs> so, you know, some people have, you know, costumes, some people have board games, some people have different things or whatever. The television media is there. We, you know, my cousin got on TV talking about Star Wars, and uh, you know, we waited in line all day again. Um, they, you know, the different shops in the mall over at Grapevine Mills Mall uh, here up here in North Texas, they started coming out, giving away stuff, throwing stuff out in the crowd. Um, everybody started like doing Star Wars trivia and. Like, uh, there is, it was just really fascinating, a uh, really, really interesting experience that lasted, you know, many, many hours because there was no, you know, if you didn't get there early, you were screwed. So you, everybody got there super early. So, you know, we were waiting in line for the movie 10 hours before the movie starts, you know? God. Yeah. Yep, I remember those days. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, so we're all just sitting outside the theater for hours and hours and hours just talking about Star Wars and deciding who's going to go get something for everybody to drink and eat. And, oh, you know, the camaraderie that happens. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was really interesting. And, you know, the movie starts and we're all screaming and yelling and celebrating. And, <laughs> you know, of course, after the movie, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, we were all... <laughs> 
<laughs> what if it sucks? The hangover kicked in. Who's yeah, just, oh. <laughs> we, we're really excited about it. Um, one if, guy's if, clapping. If I could have permission to do this, I'd like to go ahead and tell you my next one. Okay. Uh, How dare you? Go sure. Well, it's related to that. Okay. Um, my next one is Star Wars uh, episode uh, what is it, three, the Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, that's interesting because uh, this was the last one of the prequels. It was at the same theater that we went and saw the Phantom Menace at. And this is, what, six years later? Yeah. And this time, it's my brother. He's back with us. But it's me and my wife and my daughter. And we all bought lightsabers. And we all, we had lightsaber duels all out in front of the theater. And all kinds of little kids got involved. And um, we were in the theater running up and down the aisles. Aww. Nice. My daughter was 10, so she was the exact right age. Yep. Perfect. And we just had so much fun, and it ended up being a good movie, and uh, just a really great way to end the Star Wars experience, you know, as far as her, you know, childhood and everything. She was so excited about it and, you know, really into it, and, you know, just a really fun family thing. And it, you know, it was... You know, the Phantom Menace line was so much about me, my brother, and my cousin, you know, finishing, you know, this thing that had carried on since we were kids. And to be there with her with that was just really special. Aww. That's well, awesome, that's dude. Sweet. I like that. That's a good one. It is. All right, Lainey, what is your first one? Okay, so um, I am obviously a big uh, Dis nerd, and I was a Disney kid. So if there's one thing I can do, it's wait in a line. <laughs> <laughs> super good at it because I went before the invention of Fast Pass. So, just yeah. saying. Been there. Yeah, I was going to say, I can entertain myself on a line. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so, I'm actually going to do one of my very, very first. Uh, whoop, are we okay? I'm going to do one of my first um, memories of waiting in a line. Most of mine are going to be Disney related, so bear with me. All good. Um, but when I, re- I remember going for my very first trip when I was seven. And um, my parents are also big dorks and did a ton of research and everything. So I was very aware of, like, what I was getting myself into. I knew a lot about the rides and everything. And so when I actually got to, like, walk up to them, it was a pretty huge deal. And I remember going up to ride um, Space Mountain for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And it was not a short wait by any means. But I will never forget waiting in that line because, like, you just you walk through it and it's just so cool and I rem- I'll never forget walking through this one specific part. It's called the Star Tunnel. Yeah. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. I have I own like the music from it because I'm obsessed with it. Okay. You know, like I have all these really great memories of like my mom like like pointing all the stuff out to me and my dad getting really excited and like talking to other people in line and everything. And there's just a lot to be said. Ooh, are we okay? But yeah, there's just a lot to be said for, like, talking to people in a Disneyland. But I just remember, like, the line for that gets you so excited because you get closer and closer and closer, and then you, like, see the rockets, like, 
like going down through the tunnel, and it was just this huge thing. And I, I mean, it was not a not a short line by any means. Oh no, I can only like it, it definitely took a while. But I was as a kid, I was so amazed by all the stuff that I saw like around me happening mm-hmm. that it seemed like it didn't take long at all. You know, and my parents were getting me excited and like talking to me about it and telling me how much I was going to love it and, awesome. and it was it never it it has never disappointed me that's still one of my favorite cues to be in whenever I go back so and I walk through the star tunnel very slowly because I love it people get really mad at me they pass me I'm like go for it I don't care so I'm here yeah. for me I'm doing this for a reason leave me alone so that's awesome but yes but like I said, most of mine are going to be Disney related. But yeah, just I mean, Disney cues in general, especially now, dude, kids have it so much better now. Oh, yeah. They have made them way better. Mm-hmm. I went and did the little, which that was another one that was like a big deal for me when I walked and when I did the Little Mermaid dark ride for the very first time. That's my favorite. So it was a it was a big deal. The lot, even the queue for that ride is beautiful, and just like so detailed. And they have like games and shit. Yeah, that's awesome when they it's do amazing. stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have that. I had to entertain myself. Yep. <laughs> All right, Ray. What is uh, what what's your next one on your list? Well, Lainey kind of stole my thunder there. Uh, I was going to talk sorry. about. Sorry. Yeah, no, Lainey. Lainey. <clears throat> Lainey. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, let's just say you segued really well. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, so we recently went to Disney World as well. Uh, it was a last February. Last February. Uh, with the kids, and and that's the one thing Disney World does well is they know how to move people. Damn, I mean, do they? <laughs> it, it's amazing how well they can move people. But um, you saying Space Mountain brought back memories when I was a kid. I was probably about eight years old, Aww. and my family went down there, <clears throat> and we had my great grandmother, and my dad's mother, and uh, and one of my uncles, and. Um, my family, so my dad and my sister and my mom, and I, we we all went to Space Mountain. Yes! And the the best part was that we would go a couple of times in a row. Mm-hmm. So Same. My, my Nana was really excited to get on this thing. And, you know, there's the warning signs of, like, people with heart conditions shouldn't do yeah. this. And, you know, the people who have had... You know, blood pressure issues can't do this, and there's sign after sign after sign, and she doesn't care. She's going on the stupid thing, <laughs> but the way she was walking, she got her elbow going so that she wouldn't let people pass her. Oh, she's smart. Oh, but there was such a lineup behind us; it was massive. <laughs> she was going so slow, but she wouldn't let any pass her, and she's just giving her, and you know, her arms just a shaking and. Man, it was awesome to see. That's amazing. God bless her because that is perfect. That's awesome, actually. That it, makes it, me really happy. Like, <laughs> damn it, you're not gonna get in front of me. I'm getting on that rocket. That, that's Laney in like you know another fifty years. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> you're not you're not gonna pass me for this. I'm so yeah. It, it, thanks for bringing that one up because that's uh, so cute. I love yeah. that. Awesome. I, I was scared shitless on the on the ride when I was, when I actually got on it, but it was good. It's a great ride. You got to do left side, or is it right side? I don't remember. It's left side, I think. I don't remember. I I was looking down most of it. <laughs> Get back. There's different sides. One has more drops, and I think one is faster. Okay, uh, I'd love usually, them both. Now. Yeah, same. We usually do right side, I think. Okay. Good to know. 
Disney Disney nerds know, man. No, yeah, no. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's next on your list? Um, I'm gonna do our trip to Florida. Ray's family, that's their that's their place that they go. They go to Aww. Florida. Um, so Ray went to Disney World pretty much every year. Well, we we went about five times. I think. Yeah, his last time he went, he was twelve, but he's been several times. So last year when we went, he was like completely geeking out. He was so happy to be there with the kids and like, like share. I got to share, share with them. Share the experience with them. Um, oh my god. But for me, I didn't really care what we did. I just wanted to go to Harry Potter World. Fair. I honestly didn't care. I didn't really care about Disney World. I want to go to Harry Potter World. We're going out of church. It costs, which it costs a lot, by the way. It does. Universal is not cheap. No, I found that out, but I was like, no. We're never we're doing, doing this. Yeah, the likelihood of us coming back is pretty slim, so we are doing the whole thing. So um, everything about Harry Potter World. I, I, like you, I would have waited forever. I didn't care. I just loved being in that environment. Diagon Alley was just, it was so perfect. It was like being in the movie. And we waited 45 minutes to go on um, uh, Escape from Gringotts because oh, the ride really? was in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we fixed it in the afternoon. So it was me. Ray, his sister, and, uh, our and our niece, and we waited for 45 minutes, but it was worth it because the experience, and then you actually get into the building, and it was the bang. Yeah, the queue for that thing is insane. Yeah, yes. but it was yeah. worth it, and it was so much fun. So the the I'm gonna steal your thunder a little oh, okay. bit on that one too. So the the cool thing about that too was we also had our nephew with us who was barely like a couple months old. Yeah, I think he was only two months old. Yeah. Oh wow. And the one thing that they do really well there at Paramount is they have a waiting room for you. So we went into this uh, this side. So you you know you wait in the, the queue, and then you get to the top of the line, and they, they you have say family room. yeah they have a family room for you. So they'll put you in the family room, and usually well there's like a Harry because we're in Harry Potter world. There's a Harry Potter movie playing. There's like a sit down area, but it's and it's comfortable, but it's still within the theme of the area. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and so parents can trade off with young kids. So oh, it's like writer swap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so See, when Universal puts their mind to something, they do it right. Yeah. So yeah. it's a whole room, and it's at the beginning and the end of the ride. And because my sister was, I mean, he was, I mean, he was only two months old. He was only two months old. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You can't go on the rides. So no. one of us was <laughs> the baby, and she would go ride with her other two kids, and then we would go ride with our kids. Well, our kids really didn't like No, not one, but... But the the cool thing was that the kids were able to play to go on it twice. Yes, so, that's the oh, best thing about Rider Swap. That was it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was really cool. So. Yeah, that was cool. They they did a better job, in my opinion, of the the Rider Swap than. Oh, Disney. for sure. I wish we did that. That would have been so much better. Because Rider Swap is a really cool thing if you know about it. But that way of doing it, yeah, is awesome. So you don't have people like waiting around. Oh, where do they come out at? That's that's so yeah, smart. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Woo-hoo. Damn, Universal. All right, this isn't this yes. isn't my pick, but just kind of going along with that, yeah. So there's a um, there's a water park here in Texas called Schlitterbahn, and uh, they had this uh, yeah the original commercials for that had this really hot chick. Best on. jingle um, ever. Anyway, uh, I remember there was this one particular ride I liked going on with my family, and the it was poorly planned because the entrance for the ride and the exit for the ride was like half a park awake and it was like forever to get back if you wanted to ride it again it was like you had to cross like a quarter of the park to get to it it was ridiculous um hopefully they've fixed that anyway my next actual pick is um 
Actually, it's kind of a short one. Um, when Street Fighter 2 Turbo came out, uh, I was in <laughs> high school, and uh, all of my friends were like really hyped for it. We'd been playing Street Fighter 2 forever, and then they were releasing you know, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and like, oh my god, we're going to get all the extra characters, and it's going to be much faster, and it's going to be awesome. <sighs> anyway, so um, we, we go to, you know, we, we find out that, you know, games usually come out on um, on Tuesdays. The shipment comes in on Mondays or whatever. Most of the time it comes out on Mondays or whatever, so... Which was odd because I remember whenever Mortal Kombat first came out, they were, you know, touting it as you know Mortal Monday, and that's when the game's coming out. But you know, needless to say, they don't actually stock it on the shelves till Tuesday. I'm like, I wonder what marketing genius missed that. Um, but anyway, so uh, me and my high school friends were, you know, just literally got there at the at the mall like before it even opened. You know, we were like, wow, the old people walk the mall. This is cool. <laughs> is this gonna be us when we get old? Um, <laughs> So, you know, we're just kind of hanging out or whatever, and, like, literally, we're just, like, we were taking shifts, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, we were like, you know, like, all right, so I think there was three or four of us, and we were like, all right, well, what what entrances are the, as UPS, are, are you know, uh, FedEx most likely to walk through? So we had them staked out, and we literally had, like, some guy, you know, one of our friends running back and forth, you know, keeping information up or whatever as to nothing here again, nothing here or whatever. And when the dude walked in, we, like, just like we're huddled around him and he's like can I help you we're like we're just waiting for do you have a, a shipment there to whatever he's like well I really can't say we're like okay so we're literally following him from place to place until he got to the toy store and then you know and then once he dropped off the box and then we're all like just kind of waiting there and the guy's like you know I've got some stuff to take care of I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll check the box in here just we're like okay and like really we're I think we were just like literally standing there looking at him we're just like you could tell he was like getting like weirded out, but we were trying to make a point that you know, if you want us to go away, all you have to do is open up that box and sell us a game. <laughs> That's it. Yep. So uh, yeah, that was kind of a short one, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely remember that, and that was a fun one. So you were those. My next, uh, my next story is kind of long, so like I said, I slipped in a short one there. So, um, that's what she said. Cyrus, oh, what's uh, what's next on your list? This one's actually going to be kind of recent. Okay. Ooh. Color me intrigued. No, it's not really that interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a great way to preface it. Yep. Great way to lead in, dude. <laughs> I didn't get caught out of Guys, I don't have a lot of these great lion stories. I don't I, mine are not that great. Um, so, this was the PlayStation 4. Um, okay. Like... I'm, I never get to be there in line for any of these damn console releases. Like, it just never has worked out for me. Like, you know, big big console fan, never bought one day one, ever. Never happened to me. Never been able to. Neither here. Right. The, so the PlayStation 4 was coming out, and I was determined, this time I'm doing it. And I'm doing it right. So I pre-ordered the PlayStation 4, and I pre-ordered all but maybe one or two of the launch titles. <laughs> wow. So the day um, the day of the release, uh, I, I go down to GameStop and because um, I wanted to pre-order a couple more games and there was already people waiting out li- outside in line and I didn't have to wait in line because I had already pre-ordered. I already had my stuff. All I had to do was show up that night at like 10 o'clock and get my number. And then 
they have a good system now to where you don't have to do lines anymore um, if you pre-order. So the days of doing lines for game consoles are pretty much over at this point. But so yeah, but they did have a line of people for for people that weren't pre-ordering. They were just going to buy it, you know, when it, you know at midnight. And so I went in and I paid, you know, to you know the last bit that I had to pay. And the guy was like, hey, we've already got all the games. If you want, we can go ahead and give them to you. And then you can just get the system at yeah. midnight. And wow. I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got all the games. It was probably like eight games. And uh, the, he gave me the camera for it and an extra controller, all the stuff that I'd gotten. Wow. So, I, so I got all my stuff, and I saw these people in line, so I just sat down with them. And I started opening everything, showing it to everybody, letting them look at it. And I waited there with them the whole rest of the night until it was time to get to PlayStation 4, and we just talked about the system and video awesome. games and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was great. And then that night, you know, walk in, get my PlayStation 4, say goodbye to everybody. And I still see some of them people sometimes when I go down there. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, dude. That's yeah. wicked. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was, re- it was a lot of fun. It was a really good experience, and of course the PS4 turned out to be fucking awesome. So, yeah, I it was good. It was a good experience. That's awesome. I like that. All right, Lainey, what's next on your list? Okay, so the next one on my list. I'm trying to decide if I want to break up the Disney ride stories or not, so I, I guess I will. Do you. Okay. So, um, I'll do I'll do a non-Disney story. Okay, so when the fifth Harry Potter book came, no, it was the sixth Harry Potter book. Yeah, when Half-Blood Prince came out, um, my friend and I at the time were like huge into it. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm still super into Harry Potter. Right. But, like, we were really, really jazzed. Like, we were super excited. We were, like, making this huge thing out of it. We, like, did it upright, our little junior high selves. So we, like, made T-shirts for (laughs) it because that used to be the thing to do. Awesome. You bought, like, iron-on letters and stuff from Hobby Lobby. (laughs) And we got, like, the printable iron-on paper and, like, printed out pictures of Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grant because those were, like, our bays at the time. Like, made sure, oh, yeah, we were, like, crazy into it. Made the shirts and everything, and I remember my mom took us down there because neither one of us could drive because we were in, like, junior high. Like, went down there and, like, waited until midnight at, like, the Barnes & Noble in town and and got our books, and we were so excited and just immediately went home and, like, stayed up all night reading. So, But it was so fun because, like, there were a lot of kids, like, our age, and we just kind of grew up at, like, the... I was at a, an age when Harry Potter came out when I started reading it that I was around the same age as Harry when every book came out. Okay. Yeah, so like I started reading it and the first three or four were out already. And so like as Harry grew, I grew and I got to kind of, I, I truly grew up with those books. And that's why I think why they mean so much to me and to a lot of my friends. And so it was just really cool to get to go and, Talked to all these people. I remember people kept like complimenting me and my friend on our shirts. And thinking back, I'm like, really? Because they were so lame, but we were so excited. So, and I think the next year we went for like the next book. 
or whenever the next one came out, and I wore like I have I do have Hogwarts robes. I have Gryffindor robes, even though I'm a Hufflepuff. And I uh, wore those, and like it's just a, it's a whole thing. So, but it was super fun. Like I missed when the books would come out because it was almost as big. A, it was an even bigger deal than the movies. Like people get dressed up, they like do the whole thing. So does that mean so, you're going to get ready for the new book coming out? Oh, maybe we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I just oh, I don't know. I <laughs> you're worried. I, I probably should. I have a great Hermione Granger costume, so I should probably put yeah. it to you. <laughs> Might as well. I know. I look great in it, so no big deal. I need Hufflepuff robes, though. God, I got to do that. <laughs> I got to bite the bullet and buy me some Hufflepuff robes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. <laughs> God damn it, those Hufflepuff robes. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's next on your... I mean, uh, sorry, Ray, what's next on your list? Sure. Um, so, I didn't have a lot of uh, line, lineups or anything like that when I was a kid. We were in a small town, so there wasn't really anywhere to go to. to yeah, it was really small. It was really small. Like, 4,000 people. Yeah, so not a lot of people there. Um, and a lot of my presents for my parents were... Uh, they would order it... Um, through mail or Sears. phone, like Sears catalog or whatever. And <laughs> so, it, you know, it would show up in the mail, and that's how – that's pretty much all that would happen. So what I will say is you guys were talking about some video game stuff, and I remember uh, I used to work at an arcade when I was a kid, uh, and there was a lineup when Mortal Kombat 3 came out, and they had the – they had the arcade uh, system there, mm-hmm. and the lineup would be out the door for that for that game. Yeah, I remember like they made so much money. I would just they people were pumping quarters in that thing like crazy. So it was uh, I I do remember that that one stuck with me because like I said I was working at the time there, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then just to stay online, I think the reason uh, they got rid of the lineups for or at least tried to get rid of the lineups for the uh, the video game consoles, and maybe, Sai, you can agree or disagree with me with this one. Uh, you remember when they would, like, the fanboys of one or the other would go into buy the store, or go into the store, buy one, bring it out, unpack it in front of everybody, and then smash it on the street? Yeah. Like that, I think that's kind of what stopped them from doing it, and trying to discourage. That's just destructive. Oh, yeah. I know, that's excessive. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, they, they, there were people that would buy like five of them and just line them up and smash them with a big sledgehammer in front of people that were waiting, you know, an entire day to buy one. Well, that well, I, is wasteful and rude. Actually, I think the reason, I mean, I think that's probably contributing, but I think the biggest reason they decided to do it different, at least at GameStop, is because of the chaos that happens when you don't do something, when you don't prearrange who's going to yeah. get them and all that kind of stuff. What happens is everybody fights. Yeah. Like, like I what, buy that. It it's it gets scary sometimes. Like some of these places where they don't do something like what GameStop does now. Like at midnight, I remember I remember whenever um, I wasn't there because I had to work, but my cousin and my brother went to Walmart to get my PlayStation Two. They waited in line to get that, and. When they waited in line, there was, like, real tension because 
they knew there was only going to be a certain amount and the line was like way longer and people yeah. were starting to scream and yell and threaten each other and it was getting bad. Yep. So people go nuts over stuff like that. Like, like those Black Friday clips that they always show. Yeah. It, yeah. it was. It re- yeah. Terrifying. It's worse than that because if you don't get it at launch, you're not going to be able to get it for a while. There's no way to get it unless you overpay on eBay or something. Right. So it's like, you know, Black Friday, you might miss a deal, but you can still get what you want. If you miss the launch of a system... You're, you're just straight up not getting it. Right, you're fucked. So, months, yeah. So, yeah, there, it was... That's, to me, I think, there were so many incidents of people getting mugged in the parking lot. Oh, my God. And, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. This isn't the purge. Why are people like this? <laughs> no, they had they had people walking people to their cars with yep. uh, security. Oh, my God. I, yeah. People, people would straight up just beat them and then take <gasps> them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Mm-mm. Not this girl. I'm okay with the line disappearing. I wasn't yeah, right. I, I wasn't there at the Wii launch, but I understand the Wii was the worst one. I'm saying I heard stuff about the Wii launch. Yeah, uh, the Wii was when it got like uh, I think that was as bad as it got. Maybe that's why too. You just don't hear about them doing it anymore. It was yeah. after the launch too, though, because the, the Wii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had several of these happen with the Wii because yeah, Nintendo didn't stock didn't make enough of them and then they couldn't stock them and then they would get in a shipment and they would all be gone that same day and it was like a few of them in a row right yeah the Wii was that was horrible yep damn mm-hmm. Very right, good. Chris, what you got for us <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note yeah on a lighter note yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay so my dad is a big giant I call him the concert slut because he <laughs> that's what he spends all his money on. Like my dad, he's a very he's a bachelor and he lives a pretty minimalistic life. So his money is spent on going to concerts. He must go to like a couple dozen a year. He just loves it. You get along very well. For presents for us, uh, for birthdays and Christmas, he gives us concert tickets. And we're fine with it. <laughs> adopt me. Adopt me right now. <laughs> Um, so there's two. One was when I turned 30, um, my dad took me to uh, a ballet, and we watched um, Elton John's. It was sort of based on Elton John's life in the 70s, and it was done by the uh, the Alberta Ballet Company. And we that sat so third row. Like he got, he doesn't usually splurge for good seats. It's usually like you're in the nosebleeds and you smell right. and everything like that. Um, we got really good seats. He got really good seats, and it was just, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And he liked it, but he's a big L John. So I think that's, that's so cool. And then, that. yeah, about four years ago, my dad bought all of us, I have three younger sisters, um, all of us and himself, Beach Boys tickets. <gasps> Stop it. Because Brian Wilson was playing. With oh. Them. So. We went to Toronto, me, my dad, and all of my sisters, and we, again, nosebleed seats, couldn't really see, but we knew Brian Wilson was going to be there. So me and my sister, who's uh, closest in age to me, we were freaking out because my my mom also loves the Beach Boys, so she played it a lot at at home, and we knew a lot of the songs, and 
So we were, yeah, me and my sister, which we don't have the same taste in music at all. This was like the one thing. That's it. And so we were singing, and it was so much fun. But, like, the line, like you just, as soon as anybody lines up, you immediately smell pot. We're like, who the hell has pot? Like, don't they check the bags? But immediately, you smell pot, and you know you're at a good concert when that happens. And In fact. It was just an <laughs> awesome concert to be there with, with uh, oh, all the instruments. So cool. very often. But, yeah. So those two things. I'm very jealous. That would be the coolest. It was it was a really good concert, and Brian Wilson actually like kept it together through the whole thing. Aww. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah. He well, he looked a little like he's out of you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's not doing well. Like, no. and this was four years ago, so he came yeah. in, played his piano, and had certain songs that he was singing on, but it's yeah. all. That makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, right, that's good because mine is getting down like, into the darkness. Really? Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, talking about stealing thunder—that may be the title of tonight's episode—is stealing thunder. Stealing um, thunder. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So going back to what Wasai was saying, um, my next story, like I said, is kind of the long one. Um, so. I was late to the game deciding I wanted to buy a PlayStation 2. I didn't think I was going to have the money for it or anything like that. And I just kind of decided, like, right before it came out, I was like, you know what? No, I am I want one of these. I'm going to, I've got, I've, I, I can scavenge the money for this. I want one of these. So, um, it was, uh, the day that it came out, and I'm like, okay, I get off work at this time. I can go home and eat something real quick, and then I can go, I can go get in line. I should be one of the first people in line. Should be fine. <clears throat> I go to. Uh, there you go. Pardon me, I've got something stuck in my throat. I go to get something to eat, and uh, I'm driving by Walmart, and I notice that the parking lot is really full, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder. So I went ahead and grabbed something to eat real quick, ate it real quick, told my mom, I'm like, look, I'm going to go up to Walmart and see what's going on. So um, anyway, I get up to Walmart, and. Uh, I'm like, you know, hey, is, uh, you know, where the where the PlayStation 2 is coming out? They're they gonna be at the electronics department or whatever. They're like, no, they're gonna be at the back of the store where the, um, uh, you know, where you pick up like, you know, special orders and stuff. I'm like, okay. So I go back there, and there's already this pretty decent line. Like, there's 20 some odd people already in line. I'm like, okay, so we'll see how this goes. So I'm waiting in line, and it's getting close to, I don't know, 10 o'clock or so, maybe 11 o'clock or so. And um, um, the one of the managers comes out and says something or another about, uh, yeah, we, we do have them in. We can't release them until a certain time, uh, but we only have uh, we have 20 of them exactly. And you know he's trying to dissipate the line, so you know I start peeking out and I start asking some questions, and I'm like literally number 22 in line. Damn. Oh man. And I'm just like, ah, oh, damn it. Okay, um, let me think. Let me think. What could I do here? We had one Walmart and clean at the time, and I was like, I'm going to go to Copper's Cove, which is the little city right next to us. I'm like, I'm going to go to Copper's Cove and see if it's any better there. So I hop in my car, drive to Copper's Cove. I get there, and I go to the electronics department, and there's no one waiting. And I'm like, okay, I wonder if it's doing the same thing over in clean. So I go to the back, and there's no one waiting there either. And I thought, okay, that's 
that's weird. Is there no one waiting for the, the system here? That's just really weird. So I'm walking around, just kind of looking at some stuff or whatever, and I just noticed that this other guy was looking at the section you know, where they were going to be putting all the stuff up, and I asked him, I said, hey, so um, you know, is, is is there not a line yet or whatever? He goes, oh, no, they haven't told us where the line's going to be yet. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they literally told us we don't know when we're releasing the system, when we're going to, you know, where the line's going to be, anything like that, which is, of course, bullshit. Oh. Um, yeah. Because what ended up happening is a few minutes before midnight, um, the uh, um, they they quietly started employees started quietly walking around the store and putting up on different places that the PlayStation Two would be going on sale. I think at midnight, um, at uh, uh, and it would be back at customer service. And of course, as soon as you read the the the, the sign, you immediately stampeded back there. Well, some people actually got hurt. Um, and I hope that manager got his ass handed to him for that because that was, I'm sorry, that was a bullshit move on his part. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that. I get back there and I'm like six or seven in line and, uh, they only had three and I oh. thought, nope, I'm going to stay in line just in case. Cause you know, they'll start going some chance up like, you know, hope you got your money, hope your credit card doesn't fail. And I'm like, oh, there might be a chance maybe someone's credit card doesn't go. Yeah. Anyway, waited. Unfortunately, everyone had their money in front of me. Um, but they did specifically, like, they walked them out with someone. Like, they had an employee walk out with them just in case it was an issue. My God. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, so anyway, I thought, okay, well, I'm probably not going to get a PlayStation 2 this time. And then I'm driving home, and I look over to my left, and I forget about the old Kmart that has been there forever. Um, you've heard of Kmart, and the bigger versions are Super K. My brother used to work there for a short period of time. They refer to it as Ghetto K. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm like, I wonder, I know they have an electronics department. I want, I'm sure Best Buy is going to be swamped. I, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stake my last bet there. So I went to bed, got up super early in the morning. Like I think they don't open till 10 or 9 like they normally do. So I got up, and I drove up there, I think, at like 6 a.m., and there's no one there. There's there's no line. There's no cars in the parking lot. Nothing. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, get me a, a, a biscuit real quick from McDonald's. So I went to McDonald's, grabbed a biscuit, parked my car, got out, and sat down in front of the store with like a, a biscuit and a magazine that I was going to read. <laughs> biscuit and, and a magazine. Biscuit and a magazine. <laughs> anyway, so like maybe a half hour later, uh, this car kind of drives up and says, hey, are you waiting for the PlayStation 2? I said, I, I guess so. Yes. Uh, sure. there's no official line. I'm the only one here. Who knows? He's like, well, you mind if I wait with you? I'm like, no, go ahead. So it turns out it's a guy that I knew from high school that I hadn't seen forever. So he comes out and of course, you know, we're catching up. Hey man, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. What are you going to college? Whatever. And we start talking. And anyway, this other uh, car pulls up and these two GIs get out. And, um, and you know, we just start talking to them or whatever. And it was really cool because we kind of really started feeling, you know, like a kind of a kinship between the four of us. And we went from... 7 a.m., probably close to 8 a.m. before anyone else ever showed up. And then all of a sudden, people just start lining up. And, I mean, literally the line very quickly within a half hour went, like, all the way down and then started bending around the store. Wow. And we had people driving up. They're like, are you all waiting for the PlayStation 2? We're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, the line's at at, uh, Best Buy are insane. Somebody's got a barbecue pit out there selling meat. 
Oh my god. <laughs> wow. like, that dude's a smart guy. Oh my god. Oh. Um, wow. So anyway, we're waiting, we're waiting, and like I said, I think they opened at 9 or whatever, 9 or 10 or whatever. Anyway, about 15 minutes before they open up, the manager steps out and says, we have four PlayStation 2s. Oh man. <laughs> so of course, everyone behind us starts doing this, well, I'm not going anywhere in case you're, you know, you can't pay for it or whatever, and you know. Yeah. I'm just like, oh god, I'm about to get jumped. This because it's not really a good part of the neighborhood either. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're um, you know we're we're you know waiting in line or whatever, and it, it gets up close to time. And um, yeah, so uh, they open the doors, and I walk in, and uh, the guy behind me walks in. I hear the other two guys walking in, and I'm kind of doing a hasty walk to the electronics department, and all I hear Chris. is the one guy say, "Oh shit, run." So I had a dead sprint through Kmart to the electronics <laughs> department. No. I get back there. The other guy, the other three guys join up with me, and we look back, and there's no one there. There's, like, no one following us or anything like that. Turns out, because, like I said, my brother used to work there. He ended up talking to him after the fact. Turns out the real reason why the manager went out there was, one, yes, to kind of dissipate the line, but, number two, to visually see who was the first people in line because they were not going to sell it to anyone else but us. Oh, good. I'm like, how the fuck did K- Get OK come up with a better planning strategy for selling this console than fucking Walmart did? But whatever. Lack of greed. Yeah, so bought my console. I thought, I wonder, there might be some people hanging around. So I literally like bought bought it. I, the guy goes to give it me in a bag, and I'm like, um, can you can you just like hold it back there so I can like hang out in the store for a half hour or so before I leave, just in case he's like, no, no, I completely understand. Of course, the other guys were like. The two GIs were worried about it. They're like, no, we got each other. We're fine. Whatever. The other guy was like, no, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> um, so anyway, I went back, grabbed my stuff, walked out, and everything was fine. Got home, got my PlayStation 2. It was awesome. Um, going back to what you were saying about the Wii, yes, the Wii shortages were insane. Uh, you know how everyone has a weird superpower that, you know, it's not really a superpower, but it's the closest thing you have. My superpower is apparently finding consoles that no one else can. Really? Because during the whole Wii shortage... I probably got consoles for people for seven or eight people that was literally like, I just happened to call them like, hey, do you all happen to have any Wii's in there? Like, yeah, we literally just got a ship. And I'm like, here, hold one for me. Made the phone call to the person. They went and picked it up. They're like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's my superpower. That's all I can tell you. That's awesome. So, yeah, you know, (laughs) some people are really good at parallel parking. Apparently, I can find hard-to-find consoles. I'm really good at finding Mickey premium bars. That's it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it's not like I'm going to save anyone's life with my Same. superpower or anything. So, <laughs> all right. So, like I said, that was kind of a long, drawn-out story. Um, who's nice. Cyrus, you're next. Oh, that, I'm done. I only had three. Okay, cool. Lainey, what's yours? Okay, so uh, my next one. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to wait in line to meet a character at Walt Disney World. It's super fun. Okay. Um, a lot of people that are older are like, mm, I'm not going to do that. It's for little kids. Uh, no. If you're an adult, go meet a character because it's super fun and they kind of enjoy the break every now and then. Um, so when, as a cast member, I was afforded a lot of really cool opportunities to meet what they call discontinued characters. So different parks, they don't necessarily all have the same meet and greet characters. Mm-hmm. Like you can meet characters at Disneyland that you can't meet at Walt Disney World and vice versa. Okay. So, as a cast member, um, these are, this is like two stories rolled into one. Uh, when I was there for college program, they do a lot of like special like housing events and stuff like that just for the kids because it's a lot of like 18, 19 year olds. So, 
while I'm normally too old for that shit, there's usually free food, so I was down to go. So the very first one that they had, though, I was super excited about because it was Princess and the Frog themed. Well, I love Princess and the Frog. It's one of my favorite movies. And I found out um, through talking from my friend, uh, through talking to my friend Shaquille that was there with me at the time, that they were going to have three of the characters from the movie. And he was like, yeah, they're going to have um, Naveen and, and uh, Tiana, but they're also going to have Lewis. Well, Lewis is the alligator. You can't meet Lewis anywhere. Like, if you live in California, you could totally meet him at, at Disneyland, but even then, not all the time. So I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, no, 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 we're going to do this. <laughs> so we waited in this cast member line for, like, an hour just to meet these characters. And I, like, I totally lost my shit. It's, I, have, I still have the pictures. They're amazing. So, but I, I like, threw awesome. my arms around this alligator and was so excited about it. So in fact, that's hilarious. Yeah, my friend Peter likes to tell the story. That was the very first time my one of my best friends, Peter, and I met because my little crew from Orlando were all very very close. And uh, Peter was like, "Yeah, he he loves to tell the story." He's like, "Yeah, I met Lainey, and like we're talking and we're totally getting along." And then she like looks at us as we get close to the line, and I was like, "Um, so listen, you guys are great, but like I'm gonna get a solo picture with these characters." He's like, "Yep." <laughs> Yeah, he's like, that's the moment I knew. He's like, I knew we were going to be really close. I was like, yeah, well, you know, I have that effect, so go figure. But that and then um, another event that they did for us, it's like a big, it's like a dance. We referred to it as prom while we were there. But like towards the end of your program, they do a huge event, um, and it's really cool. They like, they feed you, they have a DJ, it's a whole thing. But we were really excited because they were like, yeah, it's, it's villain themed. It was like all Halloween themed, which I was, of course, all over. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we've got characters for you to meet. Like, they're all villains. It's, you know, it was really cool. So we're walking around or whatever. Well, we see Jack Skellington okay. from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which Jack is a great character to meet. If you get the opportunity, you should absolutely do it. He's hilarious and awesome. Um, so we were we walk up, and the character attendant is out there. He's like, okay, well, this line is for Jack, and this line is for Oogie Boogie. And my friend Shaquille and I look at each other, and we're like, excuse me? Because you can't meet him anywhere. He doesn't meet. He's not a meet Oh, yeah, you character. told me the story. Yeah, yeah, he's not a meet and greet character. He's in the um, Halloween show, like at the Halloween party that you have to buy special tickets for. You don't see Oogie Boogie anywhere in the parks. It's not a thing. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. It's all Halloween themed. It's amazing. I adore it. So Shaquille and I kind of look at each other and he's like, do you want to meet Oogie Boogie? I was like, absolutely I do. We waited in both lines. We waited in the Jack Skellington line and met Jack and we waited in the Oogie Boogie line. We were in the Oogie line for like an hour. And it was worth every second. <laughs> I died. Like, it was, it was so much fun. Like, Shaq got to meet him first, and they took really cute pictures, and then I got to meet him, and I swear to God, he was, like, charming the crap out of me. (laughs) He wasn't literally, literally. But, like, he was so adorable. Those are some of my favorite character pictures I've ever taken. Like, they're so cute, because I'm I'm just, like, smiling like an idiot, and I look like I'm totally falling for this nightmare, like, in a bag filled with bugs. Like, he's just, it was so cool. But it was it was totally worth it. We waited for so long. Because they have a thing where they, like, switch the lines out. So you wait on one side, and then you wait on the other if you want to meet the characters. Mm-hmm. But it's 
it was totally worth it. It was so much fun. But those are just like character experiences, especially depending on the character. People will wait for a really long time. I am definitely one of those people because it's so much fun. So, but yeah, he was adorable. He was totally like creeping out and like throwing his arm around me and like it was adorable. I love those pictures. They're so cute. Awesome. <laughs> it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> All right, Ray, do you have anything else for us? Yeah, uh, Lainey, uh you kind of reminded me of something, so this will be my <laughs> So, Disney World. <laughs> yes. Um, See, Ray and I are kindred. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Nothing but love. Nothing I gotta love. move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except that then the flights are even more expensive to get to the states. So. Oh damn. Had <laughs> to move to Canada to be further away from Disneyland. Anyway. Damn it. <laughs> all right. So back to yeah. So um, we were at uh Disney World and mm-hmm. we were at Animal Kingdom Park. <gasps> Yay! And it was it was amazing, you know. You know, we're walking around, having a good time, and stuff like that. And this is when we were actually figuring out our fast passes and what we could actually do with them. Oh, it's a it's a process. Yes. So we we had two of them used, and there was a third one that we hadn't really used yet. And we we're looking at what we could do, and then we saw that there was going to be a meet and greet with Mickey and Minnie. <gasps> I used to work there. <laughs> Sorry, I, that makes me really excited. I totally I worked at that meet of, and greet. I have video of her standing next to Mickey Mouse saying hi to Nick and Alex. Yeah. So. Sorry, that makes me really excited that I went to that meet and greet. Okay, continue. So we were really excited. We were like, okay, well, let's use it for that. And it was a really hot day, so we were thinking, you know, the fast pass will get us inside a little bit quicker. And, yes. Which it did, which was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're standing in line, and there's still a little bit of a wait when you do a fast pass. Oh yeah. There's other people that do the fast pass, and the people behind us started bickering with the people, uh, you know, the cast members saying like, "This is taking too long. Aww. We did a fast pass. Why aren't we first in line? There's people in front of us, and you know, we've got the kids with us, and we're like, can you guys just knock it off? Well, we didn't say anything, but we were thinking, knock it off, because <laughs> we're all here. We're you're you're nice and cool. You know, you're in line. Just chill out. Kudos to y'all for being those kind of guests. Because yeah. those are wonderful. They were getting all bent out of shape because oh. they weren't me- meeting Nikki fast enough. I'm like, really? Well, like, it, it doesn't oh. buy you the front of the line. It just bypasses you from a lot of the line. Yeah. Like, yeah. People just don't get that. waiting in a line. Yes. Yeah, it's just, oh. it's Disney World. <laughs> hey, we're nice and cool. Relax. Yes, you're in the AC. Everything's fine. So anyway, we finally peek around the corner, uh, and sure enough, our kids are you know starting to get excited, and Aww. it's really cute. And uh, and Quinn does not want to go and meet them at all. <laughs> That's fair. That's so it turns, fair. yeah, it turns into our turn, and doesn't Mickey start playing hide and seek with Quinn a little bit? Because Quinn, 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 Quinn ran, ran totally into the away. Because he is not meeting Mickey. It's yeah. not happening. <laughs> so Mickey chased him. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. So it was good. And, you know, Quinn liked that and he giggled a little bit. And then uh, we were going to do just a picture with the kids, but get Quinn in there. It was yeah. all of us. It, it had. We have a picture of him death gripping me because yeah. he did not want to be near these characters. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I love that. Buried in my neck because. Yeah. Yeah. Now. When when we do things, I research. 
and I go out of my way to research maybe a little too far sometimes. Bless you. But I found out that there are certain phrases that you can say to character. Yes, there are. And so I asked Mickey why there wasn't a ring on Minnie's finger. <gasps> you did it! Did you really? <laughs> yes! So Mickey stomps to the door and points and stomps his foot and points, opens, it. opens it and points to, for me to get out. <laughs> and I turn to Minnie and I kiss her on the hand. Yes! Even, oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> His girl. That's one of the best things to do. I love that. Yeah, so I got kicked out of the uh, Disney World by Mickey. <laughs> got kicked out of Adventure Nice, Without sir. Post. How dare you? You can't hit on Minnie. Oh, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. I love it. That's so awesome. That uh, so it was cute. so good. It was so hilarious. Good. That was one of the... That was, a, that, that was a good day. That was probably my favorite part. Well, that was definitely one of the favorite parts of that trip. Yeah. That makes me so happy. I'm so glad you guys did that at Adventurers Outpost. That makes me very excited. It was awesome. That's so cute. Very cool. All right, uh, Chris, do you have anything else? Yeah, I just have one more. Okay. Uh, so we took the we uh, took the kids to see the Force Awakens uh, last December. Which you have to do. Yes. Ray <laughs> um, sure. saw it first and said that it was okay for the kids to go. And so Eugene, you're entering into this where you can start really sharing your geekdom with the kids and the kids are starting to reciprocate it, like yep. really getting into it too. Yep. So it's great. When they get old, it's going to be better. Um, so they're, they're, well, yeah, Logan was almost 10 and Quinn was almost 8. So they've seen every movie, I think, except for the last, the third one. They, have to they haven't seen the, the Sith. Uh, the third one yet. Yeah. Only because of the whole lot of scene at the end. Right. Right, yeah. Um, so... They are really into it. Quinn, Quinn is a big Star Wars geek, and he's so excited, and he just he just couldn't contain himself. And so we buy our tickets, and we have to wait in line. A, we, we live in a small community, uh, and so we went to the closest city to us, which only has twenty thousand people. And we asked them, "What time should we be here to line yeah. up?" And the girl said, "Be here an hour before showtime, or." You know, you're not yeah. going to pick a you're, seat. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get a seat. So we do. And they've actually, this is the first time I've ever seen them, they actually had line barriers set up. There's three different sections. They had section A, section B, B and section, section C, C, and then D was, like, outside the theater. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've never never seen this before. So we were section A because we were, you know. An hour early. We were an hour <laughs> early. So we're like, the kids are like, oh, what time is it? When are we going in? Why are we standing here? Um, and then we get in, and they're all excited, and they love the movie. They Han Solo died. And hey, hey, spoilers! Oh yeah, spoilers! It's been six months. You can do it after six months. <laughs> um, what yeah. Han Solo did? What? He what? <laughs> you um, bitch! <laughs> can you imagine? But it was a really great experience. It's it's fun now to do those things with the kids because they get yeah. just as excited, if not more, than we do about. That's so cool. Nice. I yeah. love that. It's coming, Eugene. It's coming. You're almost there, you're man. You're all just, you know, eight. Two, two, eight's like the golden year. Two, three more years you're, you're going to start. They'll just be, like, so super excited. They'll be able to sit there for the entire movie, fully absorb it, and it was just so much fun. It's been fun to do that with the kids, and now that they're getting older and they're just as geeky as we are, Yep. it's been awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. Yeah, a couple of quick things. Uh, number one, yeah, we're definitely going to have to do an episode about raising uh, kids to be geeks. And uh, number two, actually, um, 
yesterday, uh, my wife and my uh, mother took our boys to go see The Secret Life of Pets, and they made it through the entire movie. So, yes. That, um, awesome. We yeah, are, we're getting there. We are slowly getting there. The, the live-action stuff, I still have to fast-forward through stuff. Like, I still want to sit down and watch. Uh, we still haven't done um, Empire yet, but, you know, I have to fast-forward through it. So, um, Okay, I just have a couple of quick things, and actually they kind of go together. Um and so I was actually part of one of these. Uh, so there used to be a podcast I listened to, watched. Uh, it was really, really big. Um, the two guys have actually, the one's actually become a um, um, angel developer and worked for Google for a while and now kind of does his own thing. The other guy has gone on to do a lot of other stuff, uh, including producing some like short movies and stuff like that. And uh, it was called Dig. Um, actually, it was called Dig Nation because it was, it was a show basically based off Kevin Rose and Alex Albrecht, and they sat on a couch and drank beer and talked about the, the biggest stories on Dig. And, I mean, they had a huge following. Well, anyway, the company that they had started that was doing other podcasts and stuff and had other shows was called uh, Revision 3. Well, Revision 3 at South by Southwest, which over the years started off as a music festival and has actually become multiple things, um, they were going to have a, a, a big concert venue. So they had... Um, uh, what they refer to as the Big Dig Shindig, and it was going to be held at Stubbs Barbecue, which there's a big concert uh, hall there. And, I mean, they've had, like, Metallica and stuff. They've had some big acts there. And uh, so, anyway, we're, uh, we, you know, Lewis and I are both huge fans. We hear about this. We're like, oh, man, we got, we've got to go to this. So it's me and Lewis and our wives and another couple. And we get there, and there's no one waiting in line. Like, this, the show's supposed to start at, um, I guess, 6 o'clock, maybe 7 o'clock. You know, definitely in the evening time. And what we were there like at, at 11 or whatever. And Lewis and I would have been perfectly content sitting down in line and just like waiting. But of course the wives and the other couple were like, well, can we, we're in, you know, we're here in Austin. Can we go look at some other stuff? So we kind of reluctantly are like, yeah, okay. So we kind of wandered around, did some other stuff. Came back a couple hours later and there's some people waiting there. We're like, oh, at least just a couple people, not a big deal. So we went, sat, wait, waited, whatever. And, um, yeah, it turns out uh, before the show they had come out and seen who the people sitting in the front of the line were, and when the show actually began, they allowed them to get pulled up on stage and got to sit on the couch with them. Oh, <laughs> oh no! To which you know, Lewis and I are just looking at our wives like that could have been. <laughs> Should have been me. Um, so anyway, they did this for like three or four years in a row. Well, anyway, the second year, uh, we had actually started the the original site, One Man Asylum, and we thought, hey, why don't we go down there? And because you know these people are all into podcasting, we have a podcast and so on and so forth. Um, and like hand out shirts. So we got there, and it was me and Lewis and Rudy and Cy. And uh, we planned ahead this time. We were smart about it. Like we brought chairs and we had coolers, and we actually had like. We took water bottles and because we knew it was going to be hot. We took water bottles and like you know wrapped like uh, one man asylum I think labels on some of them or whatever. And we passed out labels, uh, you know bottles of water. We passed out T-shirts to the people in the line. And we we're like, hey, we were specifically doing it for the people in the front of the line. We we're like, hey, um, you know, we'll give you a free shirt. Would you mind putting it on so that whenever they're on stage, they uh, you know, basically look out and the first couple of rows just has nothing but one man asylum. So maybe they'll ask, what the hell is this? And, you know, try to get something going there. Uh, that didn't necessarily happen. We had a great time. Actually, uh, Cy was really taken aback because uh, uh, just out of nowhere, uh, they pulled up uh, one of his favorite uh, directors to actually do a, a quick interview. Uh, you remember that, Cyrus? Oh, yeah. 
Robert Rodriguez. Robert Robert Rodriguez gets up and starts talking about his new project, Predators. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, he got up there and was talking, and we had a we had a great time doing that. Um, I don't remember if they crowd surfed that year. Maybe it was the next year. <laughs> um, like it was it was insane. It was awesome. Um, and then Brian Brushwood was actually there. The uh, uh, they didn't know, crowd surf, but that Leo guy did. That's right, yeah, Leo, Leo Laporte did that year. Um, anyway, so they, um, uh, they, Brian Brushwood was there. We actually got to meet him and talk to him or whatever afterwards, and it was a lot of fun. And we went back the next year, and I think it was just me and Rudy that year, and um, it, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, actually, the shirt that we designed for the next year was actually Crowd Surf Crew because we thought, well, I if they do this shirt. again, yeah, if we do this again, maybe we can. And I actually, I've met the guys. I've got pictures with them. They're hanging up on my wall. I actually gave them all shirts, and they were like, "Oh, we were wondering where the hell those shirts came from." Those are awesome. I'm like, awesome. Um, so anyway, um, that that that's part of the story. The other part of the story is that first year, uh, another show that we listened to uh, called uh, uh, the Totally Rad Show was also having their own little thing. They were also part of Revision Three, and they were having it at a bar. It was like the next night, so Lewis and I drove over there, and it was just us. And uh, we we were waiting in line, and we were probably you know ten people or so back in line. We got to talking to this guy that was in front of us or whatever, and. Um, uh, we got to really know this guy and kind of talking about the whole kinship thing that you develop in line or whatever. Like, I had Lewis there, so I'm like, dude, you know, I need to go get a drink of water. I'm going to go get something to eat. What do you want me to bring you? And he's like, oh, you know, whatever. So I'd go get stuff, and I'd wait, and then he'd go get stuff and come back or whatever. And this third guy was like, man, you know, I'm here by myself. I actually drove from – I can't remember where he said he drove from. And we're like, dude, we got you, man. Like, you know, go do what you need to do, and we got you placed in line. He's like, awesome. So, you know, we ended up working out with him. And we, when we got into the actual event, he ended up buying us both beers. Of course, I don't drink beer, so I'm like, you know, I still, you know, greatly appreciated it. It was awesome. Of course, handed my beer to Lou. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, the event was very small, very. Uh, it was, there was not many people. That was really actually pretty cool that we got to get in or whatever. The opening act on it was actually uh, Jonathan Colton, who, if you know who he is, he's a really big geeky. Uh, musician, so I got to actually see him perform, which was flipping awesome. Uh, I, of course, I knew the. What was funny is this is you know the iPhone had not been out that long, and as I was up close, whenever he starts singing, and when he starts doing one of his songs, I went and pulled out. Do you remember like the lighter apps? Yeah, you know, basically it just turns the screen. And it looks like a, a, a like a, a lighter with you know, and like whenever you move the phone back and forth, the, the flame would go. I pulled that up and held it up, and when people saw it, they started pulling it up as well. We were doing it back and forth. It was awesome. I got that started, and he he noticed it and he thought it was cool. Um, yeah, so that was that was really cool. I've I I remember that. That was a great experience waiting in line. Like I said, that's one of those times when I was waiting in line where you know. You kind of got a kinship with someone else, and you're just talking with other people. So that was a lot of fun. I I love that still. Um, yeah. So you said you were out, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm All right, Lenny, do you have anything else? Oh, absolutely, I do. Alrighty. Okay, so I'm gonna combine these two. They're, okay. They're also Disney related. I'm so sorry. Surprise, surprise. But also sorry, I'm not sorry. Yes. Yeah. So um, one of the cool things about getting to go back as a semi-adult. Um, was getting to, like, share all of these, like, cool memories with my friends, like, just stuff I grew up with and I really, really enjoyed. Um, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror 
is yet yeah, right yeah. is one of the greatest attractions that they have there. It's wonderful. Everything about it is perfect. The queue is perfect. The ride is perfect. Everything is just wonderful. By the way, apparently I understand they're taking that down and they're replacing it with a, only at uh, Disneyland. Okay, and they're replacing it with a Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Of the Galaxy that is not yet confirmed. Okay, just making we're sure that's what I heard. Yeah, we're pretending like it's not happening, but okay. it's not it's totally confirmed yet. Same ride. Yeah, trust me, my friend Shaquille is not happy because that's his home park, Disneyland. Yeah, so, um, but Twilight's on Tower of Terror is, it holds a very, very special place in my heart. Um, I remember riding it for the very first time, and the line is usually, like, super crazy long. Um, but it's fun because the queue is really, really well done. And they truly start the story from the second you, from before you even walk up to it. Like as you're walking down sunset, like you see it in the distance and it's looming. So they do, they start that story super, super soon because that's what Disney does. But every time I've like been in that line with anybody else, it's been like a super cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going in that line with my dad as a kid and like this, I was really scared and this super cool family that was sitting in front of us was like, talking to me about it, and they had, like, three sons, like, different ages or whatever, and they really talked to me, like, no, 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 it's totally fun, you're going to love it, and, like, made me really excited to ride it, and then um, I, every single time I went with my group of friends, we always, that was the first place we went, we'd always go straight down Sunset and walk straight up there, that was where our first Fast Pass was, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I got, like, really close to my friend Matt, like, every time I ride that ride, I I think more about, like, getting to go through it with my friends and, like, pointing out cool stuff to them in the queue and talking to them about it. Um, I actually had the really cool experience of... Oops, I dropped the headphone. I had a really cool experience. I got to... Uh, a really good friend of mine came and visited me. He's been on the show. My friend Parker came and visited me while I was in Florida towards the end of my trip, or towards the end of my program. And, like, getting to bring him, like, a total noob through those lines and, like, onto these attractions was a completely different experience for me. It was so cool because I got to, like, show him all this cool stuff and, like, talk to him about all these, like, little dumb facts that I'm constantly full of, you know, and he loved it, you know, and you meet all these cool people. Like, at one point we were in the line and uh, he was he had never been on Tower of Terror and he was talking to this, um, there was a little girl in line behind us with her parents. She was like five. She was really little. She was barely tall enough to ride. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was so sweet because he starts talking to her and he was like, I've never been on either, you know, like, I mean, if you're scared, maybe I'm too scared to ride it too. And like totally talk this little girl into like riding it and being super brave. It was so sweet. You know, but that was so cool. Like, there's something about getting to go through, like, because it makes the the ride, the line for the ride, like, way shorter. But it's just really cool to get to walk through and, like, point out all the little, like, anachronisms and everything. And something about that specific ride, every time I've been in line for it with anybody, like, we end up getting to talk about all this cool stuff and we get closer and it just it brings people together. Twilight Zone, it brings people together, I'm telling you. Okay. Just in general. Love it. Plus, that line is badass. Like, that's one of the best done cues in the. Like, oh God, it's so yes. beautiful. Oh, it's perfect. I say, Ray and Chris know what I'm talking about. It's perfect. I've no, never been Chris, on it. Chris really? She will not go no. on that one. Okay, but you know what? Don't go on it. Just go through the queue because you can exit. 
<laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> no, because if I get to the end of that queue, I'm going on that ride. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Y'all plan your next trip, and I'll just meet y'all there. Ooh. Yeah, see? And then that way, like, we can all go through the queue together, and then Chris can be like, all right, I'm out. So. <laughs> and it's totally fine. It'll be fine. You got to see Rod Serling. Yeah, Chris is like, all right, I'm done. But, yeah. Her and Logan will walk away, and you, me, and Quinn will go ride it. Right back. <laughs> no, he won't either, so it's just you. <laughs> you it's cool. It's cool. Ray and Lainey, we'll just, we got this. <laughs> I <love> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone have anything else they want to add real quick? No, I'm done. Nope. All right. Uh, a couple of quick things I just wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, so during the big days that we were, like, originally promoting the original site and, uh, you know, going through these dig things or whatever, uh, we were smart uh, in, in that we, we parked not too far away. We got there pretty early, but we had, like, chairs. And we Like I said, we had a, a, a nice chest and stuff like that. And when it got close to time, like, you know, a couple of us would hold the line. The other guys would, like, pack stuff up and take it to – you know, back to the to the car or whatever, and I always thought, I, I wonder if, if someone has ever thought about, like, building equipment specific for, like, I mean, you know, people have gotten really inventive, you know, with the folding chairs and everything else, but I almost wonder if anyone's ever come up with a line of specific, like, line-setting stuff, because, I mean, people who go to concerts constantly, or, or, or I would say specifically for them, um, this is the type of stuff I could see them investing in. Um, like chair pants. Chair pants. Chair pants. So you, you can walk around, and but when you go to sit down, they turn into a chair. Ooh. Oh, I was going to say if they you don't patent, give you the lap boner like some pants do. Oh, that would also be good, too. Right? Okay. <laughs> We're getting ideas. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, um, but yes, uh, and then like I've never like I've never sat in a line and like been like you know in, in costume or whatever. of course you know I'm just now starting to get into the the whole costume thing or whatever. Side the whole thing about y'all bringing lightsabers is freaking awesome. Um, so cool. But I think back when I worked at the movie theater, uh, so this is ninety six, ninety seven. Um, whichever Star Trek movie was coming out at that time. Uh, the local uh, Star Trek group w- had showed up, and like their their leader had shown up, and I mean he was in full, um, he was in full uh, um, uh, regalia. Yeah, he was in full. Uh, I'm trying to think which the formal wear, not the not the average wear, like you know, so like you know had the 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 shirt that or the uh, the jacket that buttons over to the side. So and, not business casual. No, it wasn't like... business casual. It was he was in full door. And I always remember, I thought, I was like, man, that's really cool. You're like, you're here, and you're getting tickets for the rest of your group. And, of course, as they start showing up, they're all, uh, you know, dressed up as well or whatever. But I remember there was always a group of people that were walking by, there and I, you know, hear them snickering and stuff. And I'm like, why are you all being douches, man? Like, this is what this guy's into. You know, he's having fun. He's not hurting anyone or whatever. Kudos to him for being um, awesome. You know, he he did like to drop a lot of Star Trek knowledge on us, but he definitely wasn't like the issue we had <laughs> last night. Um, you know, he was cool. So, but yeah, those are just some of the things that I've kind of thought about it. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to really wait in a lot of lines anymore. That being said, um, if my boys do really get into video game consoles, I, I could see would be the thing. Um, if it's concerts, that'll probably be Mama's uh, territory. False. Mom's, that will be Aunt Lainey's. Mom territory. And, and Aunt Lainey's territory, so they can wait in line. They're not listening to hair metal. They can wait in lines with them to go to for stuff like that. But as it, if you know, if it's electronics or if it especially has to be like you know, video game consoles, I actually kind of look forward to those those 
evenings of, of going up there and waiting in a line or whatever to get a new console with them. So, you know, that, cause that's something that I've done and, you know, I've been with my brother or whatever and, and, you know, some other friends and it's been fun. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and move on into our picks and pans for the evening. Would anyone like to go first? I'll go. All right, Lainey. My pick is going to piss Eugene off. My pick is going to be the new Ghostbusters movie. Okay. That Why is that out. pissing me off? Oh, I don't know. I thought that's what you were going to pick. Okay. This is me off. God! <laughs> but yeah, my pick is going to be the new Ghostbusters movie. Eugene and I got to go see it um, on Thursday. Thursday yeah. evening, And it was so, so good. I mean, I've been a big proponent of them doing this movie, especially with the all-female cast, um, for... I mean, since I heard about it, I was really, really excited about it. Because, I mean, growing up and liking a lot of movies that have nonstop male leads, I think this is really, really good. But I was very, very nervous because there was obviously a lot of really bullshit issues, you know, that people were having with it. And I was like, okay, well, as long as they get it totally right, it'll be fine. And I, I, I mean, I feel like they really did. You know, Eugene, you can jump in. But it, I think that they did a great job. I, it felt... Very natural. It didn't feel forced. It it was just very very well done. The casting was perfect. The uh, the only thing I'm gonna add to that because I don't want to get any, into anything spoilery or anything, but um, if if you enjoy a good comedy that is you know has a lot of sci-fi stuff to it, you know oh I don't know like the original Ghostbusters mm. movie, um, and you're not carrying a lot of baggage for whatever reason. Bullshit, um, sexist baggage. Even if it's not even that, even if it's just you're you're the you know one of these people that's like, well, it can never be as good as the original. Just give it a shot. I mean, we're not getting George Lucas on this. You know, <laughs> as you're watching the movie, Paul Feig is not you know sneaking into your house to steal your copies of the original movies. You no, know, he... if you do happen to go in there and watch the movie and you don't like it, that's fine. Go home and watch the originals and share those or whatever. Just. But give it a shot, honestly, because I, I really would hate for the BS that's coming out. And Lainey and I were talking about this earlier today. Uh, the showing, like, we, we're going to go watch it again tomorrow in 3D, which I understand the 3D on it is supposed to be really good. Yep. Um, but, like, buying tickets for it ahead of time, it doesn't look like the theater's really all that packed. And the, when we went and watched it, the theater wasn't super packed either. Not at all. Um, of course, I thought, well, maybe that's because it's a Thursday night or whatever. But um, I really hope it makes a decent amount of money so that we can get more stuff because go see it. Yes, please go see the movie because it number one it is a it is really really fun. The the unfortunately and, and historically speaking this is accurate. Most of Paul Feig's stuff, the trailers for him do not do it justice. Didn't do it justice. Not at it's all. not you have to really hear the jokes in context for them to really hit. Um, plus, I mean, that first trailer, I thought it was okay, but I understand where it was confusing and stuff. But yeah, whoever does the trailers at Sony just, like, it needs to be fucking fired. Because not only for this, they've done this for other, you know, several of their other movies as well. So, um, but yeah, just go, go give it a shot. It's definitely, it's definitely worth it. Totally worth it. And I mean, I will, I will speak on this. Like, it was just, it was very much everything I was really hoping it was going to be, um, just I th- I think it's important that when you go and see it, like they don't make it a whole thing like oh well we redid it, but we did it with women this time. It's not like that at all. It just very much feels like oh we rebooted Ghostbusters. Yes, and it's not this. It's not this. Well, she's obviously the Egon. No, she's nothing like Egon. Not at all, and it's awesome. Patty is not is not Winston, mm-hmm. and Aaron is not 
uh, uh, Venkman. It's they're, it's really they're their own fresh, characters. really new characters, and I'm just excited. Like one of the when we got to go and do our event the other night, one of the things that made me really happy was all of these little girls going and seeing this movie. Yes. It's just I know that it seems, sounds really stupid, but it's not. Representation is really important, you know, oh, yeah. and yeah, and for these girls to have these awesome, badass, super rad, smart women to look up to, it's just going to make a huge difference. And I just go and see it because we need more movies like this for our girls. So so, so what you're saying is this is the best movie ever made. Well, I wouldn't no. say that. But it, it, like, I mean, as a fan of the original, as a huge fan of the original, I was really, really happy with it. And most of the, the Ghostbusters community, from what I'm reading online, pretty much agrees. That, yeah. Like, it, it's not a perfect movie. Is it as good as the first one? Movie. No. Is it a really, really good movie? Yes. Is it probably better than the second one? That depends. There are a lot of people who absolutely hate so. the second movie. I I like it. It's got some good parts, I like but I understand I like the second one, it, but so. I think that this one was better than the second one. So, yeah. And yeah, for all the people who are out there complaining that, oh, this is going to kill the Ghostbusters franchise. You're well, an idiot, and you can come and You could me. say Ghostbusters 2. You could say... Uh, uh, Slimer and the real Ghostbusters when they got to the later part of the series, and of course, you know everyone's already forgotten about Extreme Ghostbusters. So yeah, that argument holds no water. Straight up. Um, yeah, if you have an issue with it, that's not valid. You can come fight me. I don't care. There you go. Uh, <laughs> just trying to boost the numbers for the summer game movie. That's all you're doing. Actually, no, because no, I don't even I have, it, have it. I don't have it on my list. top ten. I literally <laughs> has. I literally have it as an alternate. I'll only get one point out of this fucker. <laughs> I, I I looked that up. I saw it afterwards, and that's yeah. Why I'm going <laughs> um, to jump in here with mine because I, I originally had four. Um, but yes, so I'm going to run through them real quick. Uh, number one, yeah, Ghostbusters. Definitely go see the movie. It's fucking awesome. Uh, number two, uh, Ghost Heads. There's actually a uh, documentary that is out on Netflix right now, at least in the States. Since it's not a huge movie, I think it got pretty wide distribution, um, especially being a documentary. They're pretty good about that. Um, it's about the people who have like been super fans of Ghostbusters since like day one, uh, and just you know picked it up over through the years. And there's a lot of heartwarming stories in there. Um, Ghostbusters means it's like Star Wars or Star Trek or any other like major fandom out there. There's some people that just it means a lot to them for a lot of different reasons, and uh, it's. But and unlike some of those other documentaries that you've seen out there, like Trekkies or Trekkers or whatever it was called, that you know kind of is like sitting back and like secretly kind of laughing at these people. Oh, it's the not Bronies that way. one. Yeah, Whew. it's not it's not making fun of the people at all. It's generally very heartfelt about it, and it's it's just a really good documentary. So check it out on Netflix. Uh, my third pick is actually uh, my partner sitting here next to me, Lainey. Um, <gasps> me? So we went out to like she said, we went out and did this event. We've been you know promoting it the last several weeks. And uh, we got out there uh, about 4.30 and got set up, and we did lots of really cool pictures. They're all posted on the website, so definitely go check them out. And they're on our Facebook and they're Twitter really and everything. Um, but the reason why she's my pick is um, uh, she's, you, you, you know, Lainey, she's got a bubbly personality. But <laughs> the training that she had at, <laughs> at Disney so paid off. Like, she... Like, she knew the right answers and stuff to people. Like, you know, kids were coming up and asking, are you real? And you don't want to lie to them, but the answer that, yes, I'm a real person. Absolutely, I'm so a real So, yes, I'm real. That's a real person back. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And it's just, just the way that they lit up. And, you know, I, I did get several chances where I could kind of sit back and see her, you know, interacting, especially with the little kids. And it was just, 
it was awesome. So, you Aww. know, big props to my partner here. So, because me showing up by myself as a Ghostbuster would have been cool, but having her there made it so much better. And the only thing that could have made it be- even better than it was is when we find some more people to recruit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. And then, like I said, I actually have four picks this week. And the fourth pick is, uh, and she will maybe never hear this, is my wife. Um, I have been working on. Uh, <laughs> this project pretty much nonstop for the last several weeks. It took me, I went back and checked my, my uh, Instagram feed. It took me 77 days to build mine. That was nights and weekends. And she, it wasn't always easy, but she put out, she puts up with it. She puts up with my geekiness. And, you know, I try to contain it as much as possible in one area, but, you know, there are nights and days that, like, there was stuff on the, ca- you know, in the kitchen cabinet and, and stuff out on the back porch, and then my office has been a wreck. My office is still a wreck right now. That's what I'm working on tomorrow. And, you know, she, you know, turns an eye to it, you know, a blind eye to it, and, and lets me be me. Like, she was out there taking pictures for us last night. Yeah, it and, was awesome. You know, she she supports me and like promoting the site and and supports the site, and she lets me be me. And you know, like I said, who knows? She may never hear this, but you know, that's I have to say thank you so much for for letting me be me. So, um, what is your pick or pain for the week? Well, I've had a little extra time to kind of hang out at my house this past couple weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Really, you do don't say, sir. Yeah. Do tell. So, well, um, so yeah. Anyway, what I wanted to say was I still had um, HBO Now hanging around Ooh. because my um, subscription hadn't quite run out yet. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! So I went through the the old queue of shows and I had seen a couple of promos for this show called Rome that they did. Uh, it's been a few years back, actually. I didn't realize it was it was an older show. Uh, there was two seasons of Rome, ten episodes each. Uh, I've watched Rome, like shows about Rome, Cleopatra, all kinds of stuff. I've watched many series. There was one that had like Timothy Dalton and Billy Zane, and it was pretty cool. So I've kind of liked the story, you know, like the different interpretations of it. You know, everybody likes Gladiator, you know. Right, yeah. Um, but I was like, let me check this out and see if it's any good. It was fucking amazing. It I've was, heard good things about it. It's only two seasons, but it wraps up very nicely. Like it's it's uh it's it's really good. It's really a really I don't know how historically accurate obviously, but actually, you know, going back I did watch a couple of little documentary pieces off YouTube to try to check on some of the stuff they did in it. And I was like, wow, they actually were fairly accurate about some of this stuff. But uh, very, very well made. Uh, You could tell they didn't have the biggest budget in the world, but even still, it was really good. The acting is fantastic. And uh, the people they got were just uh, really great choices. Um, So, yeah, if you get a chance... Um, you know, check out Rome uh, on HBO. Uh, Ray Stevenson. Do y'all know who Ray Stevenson is? Uh, yeah. Best what, thing. What's his involvement? Uh, he's one of the stars. He's one of the okay. stars, and he's fucking awesome. He's really good in this. Uh, really sympathetic character. You really identify with, and just really impressive. You know, 
Uh, I had seen a couple of things he had done in the past. Like he was in that G.I. Joe uh, second movie, and he was the Punisher before it was given to the current Punisher, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't like, I didn't know really what to expect from him, but very impressive, very much impressive. Very really cool. Good. Yeah, it's a good show. The greatest show I've ever seen. It's, oh my god, it's so amazing! No, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Game of Thrones. I would, I would thank everyone that helped me be able to watch that show. <laughs> oh my oh god. lord, it means so much to me. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your pick or pain for the week? Okay, I got three picks. Uh, so last week we were under, uh, for much of the week we were under a heat warning. Uh, which we you would laugh at. What I was going to say, what is it? It was 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. What? Get out of here. It's been like 98 <laughs> degrees here all week. No. 90? Yeah. 90, like, That's wh- cute. That's spring. No, 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 no. You got, But I understand. You people are used to like sub-zero. We, we went from like 70 to, well, 90 within a day. Yeah. Like our, our summers are pretty up and down. But anyway, so it was... A, I don't know, like three or four days where it was just really humid and really, really hot. Um, so I put out on Facebook, I guess last week, that I was looking for a farm table and some chairs. And my mom saved one from um, this their storage building. I guess my, my stepdad's kept a lot of the his mom's stuff. So I got it, and it was perfectly beat up. It was wonderful. So I set it up outside, and we ate dinner outside, which was perfect because it was so stuffy in our house. We don't have air conditioning. I got the barbecue going. I got the barbecue going. It was great. We ate breakfast out there the next morning. So that, it's been really great for when it's super hot outside. We just eat outside. Yes, Everything. and my wife is totally jealous because yeah. you know, she posted the comment. So. Y'all have the as soon as she saw it, she's just like, oh my god. You know <laughs> How I'm dare like, y'all yeah. be so adorable. <laughs> so, so that's one of my adorable picks. And then um, last uh, on Thursday, Mm, uh, Ray's sister comes up a lot to uh, the beach because right. our area because Ray's parents live up here too and so we decided to go to the beach on Thursday and we went to a part of the lake that has a sand beach it's called Sobble Beach and it was really warm outside so it was a perfect day to go and it, but it was super windy so what happens is there's a lot of waves and there's a bit of an undertow which you have to watch but the oh lake, my. the lake actually sort of becomes an ocean, ocean in the way yeah. the waves are crashing in and yeah. pulls you out and stuff. And it was so much fun, and the kids were just having a ball, just crashing into these waves. Poor Quinn was getting knocked around. I got knocked over a few times, um, but it was so much fun, and it was exhausting because you're just trying to stand up and you're just getting pelted by all these waves. But it was a lot of fun, and then. My other pick is my hubby. Oh, we worked so hard on our bedroom, and and it looks really great, by the way, Ray. Thank you. And today he started ripping apart the bathroom. Like there's a hole in my floor in the bathroom because he's gonna start. He's replumbing the whole bathroom. He's doing it all by himself. So it's amazing. Our our house is in disarray. Again, we got it put together for like two weeks before. I enjoyed those two weeks. I enjoyed those two weeks too. They were great. Right <laughs> but the fact that you do all this work yourself yeah. and it's amazing, and I love you, and you are a true Renaissance man. Oh, you're so cute. Get out. Aw, yeah. <laughs> no. It's awesome. 
Good deal. I love you. All right, Ray, what is your pick or pick of the week? All right. <laughs> well, she's gone for that, and I'm going all the way back to the uh, <laughs> Xbox One games. Yay! <laughs> oh, you were so cute. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I just, uh, my pick is uh, Star Wars Battlefront again uh, because they, uh, during the Star Wars celebration, they released the Death Star uh, announcement trailer, and it looks awesome. Yeah, it does. And wait. They've confirmed that you can play as Chewie, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And then the next, the, the other thing that they announced was uh, there's they're putting more offline content on there, so Quinn and I can start playing a bunch of stuff together that we haven't been able to play yet, uh, which is even better. And so, yeah. Because he's looking forward to that. He's really looking yeah, forward to it. And, and it's just, it, it allows me to share Star, Star Wars with him even more. So uh, nice. do that, yeah, it's it's awesome. So. And my other pick is my wife. Oh and, God! You did, yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say this anyway. <laughs> okay. And and the, Eugene kind of, you know, set the bar. Stole your thunder. Um, no, I. You you set it up because uh, anybody you can share your geekiness with is awesome, and then to be able to share it with somebody that you've married is even better. So I I completely agree with you, Eugene. Oh no, Christy tolerates me. She doesn't share any of it. <laughs> but she shares it with you in a way that you know she takes pictures. She's supportive. She's yeah, supportive. She can. She she, she appreciates yeah. that. That's something that's a huge part of who he is. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, I would pick my wife. No, no, really, don't. Please don't do that. All right, so. If you would please go to iTunes or wherever you, it is you listen to the show. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 um, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, don't pay attention to anything I said. I know, right? Jeez. I am listening. Shut up, Cy. I don't, I don't even know why I'm on a damn show. It's like, okay, Cy, okay, we still love you. Cy, did okay, you Marion. Is, is there something you said to My me? brain isn't functioning properly. I, I know. Marianne. I don't. If it's not Disney, it's not important. Exactly. Fact. Yeah. If you would, uh, if you listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher, please go there and give us a five-star rating. It does really, really help us. I think we're pretty close to hitting that threshold on iTunes to get us to start being recommended to, you know, other people who are looking for, you know, geeky uh, podcasts and such. You can also watch us on YouTube. Um, also check out the site on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Actually, I'm really kind of push it this week. It, it, if you haven't already, go to the Facebook page and just hit the like button. We don't post a lot. I purposely try not to post anything that's not directly f- for the site. Like, you know, I know a lot of sites post every little piece of geek news that come out there. We're trying not I, to do it. Not yeah, I'm trying not to do that. If it has to do with the site, I'll post it. If not, you know, you, there's other places you can go for news. Uh, but, you know, it, it definitely, you know, it allows us to have conversations and have fun and stuff. So if you would, go to the Facebook page and, you know, definitely give us a like. So, because, uh, you know, we'd like to get those numbers bumped up. Um, we just finished up our Ghostbusters uh, event yesterday, uh, so the next time you'd be able to see us would be at Classic Game Fest on July 30th through 31st in Austin, Texas. Uh, right now it's going to be me, Lainey, and Cyrus. Um, you'll be able to come out and see us there and see all the cool stuff that we have going on. And then after that, on August 12th through the 14th, you'll be able to see us at Geek Fest. Um, I think that's pretty much... Oh, uh, one other thing... Um, I'm kind of running low on ideas for opening uh, 
either or question. So if if you want, go, you can go to the website and you can uh, post an either or question. You can also send it to us, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and we might uh, might end up using it at the beginning of the show. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, Cyrus Martin? Go to YouTube and look up Cyrus Martin, and you will find me, and you will find all kinds of fun stuff. I've uh, I've been very active the past couple of weeks, so there's quite a bit of videos, including one we did today, which was very fascinating and cathartic, uh, which uh, I'll let you discover on your own. Just look for the one that's titled The Truth About Consoles versus PC Gaming. Oh god, you you just like swatting that horn. No, 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 no. It's not what you think. It's okay. A, Ooh, it, it's, a, it's a collaborative discussion between me and Leo Diaz. Oh, okay. It's a very serious discussion and my old buddy stops by. Really? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to watch this one. Ooh. Excellent tea, sir. Uh will uh Game Rambling be going on tomorrow? Yes. Uh Sweet. Game Rambling Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Very awesome. Uh, Lainey, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at It's a Lainey Bird. I am still really bad about Twitter. I'm working on it. It's right? all good. I don't want to be like the obnoxious one on Twitter. So. No, that's me. Chris, where <laughs> can we find you on the internet? On Instagram at Lake Life Mama and my blog which may never be posted to again because I'm being lazy. Uh, <laughs> ImpostorSyndrome.wordpress.com Ray, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, Instagram, you can find me at Lake Life Artist. And you can follow my wacky adventures at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, it was pretty much chock full of Ghostbusters stuff. I promised the wife no more projects for a little while, so uh, who knows? It may go back to being barbecue and, and other goofy stuff, but uh, there are more projects to come. Just may take a little time. For everyone on the site, have a good night.